Okay, now that we know how to place and manipulate photos and place text and style it and maybe create character styles, paragraph styles, and object styles, let's talk about working with the stroke and fill of objects, the stroke and fill of type, and working with colors and the swatches palette. So we'll be moving through quite a bit of stuff, but this should give you a good grounding in a lot of the rest of the basics of working with uh, InDesign. So what we want to do first is we're going to talk about this little symbol down here, the stroke and the fill and what these slashes and colors mean. So let's go ahead and just draw, use a text box and let's just go down to the bottom of our document and draw a new text box. Now if we look at this icon over here, <clears throat> this works a little bit differently than it does in Photoshop for those of you who used Photoshop before. So what we're doing, and what this symbol is saying, it's saying that the fill color, or the inside of this box, has no color applied to it, and also the stroke has no color applied to it. That's what that red slash means. But say we want to apply colors to it. So to work with colors, one way to do that is with the swatches palette. So we could click the swatches palette, and we can open this up, and you see there's some preset colors in here. <coughs> I've got some that I've designated from some other projects in there. So what I can do now is there's this same icon as well. And what happens is that whatever box or fill in this case is in front of the stroke, you see how there's a little bit of overlay right there. Let me zoom in so you can get a better look. <clears throat> see how that's saying that if I select the color, it is going to be applied to the fill. Let me zoom back out. And so if I select this uh, red color here, it's applied to the fill and not to the stroke. So if I Command Z or Control Z on a PC to undo that, if I select the stroke and bring it to the front, you see how now the stroke is in front of the fill color, so whatever color I s select will be applied to the stroke. So if I hit the stroke color with the strokes in the front now, it's applied a stroke, a red color, in this case it did a black one, <coughs> now it's red, to that object. So if I zoom in on that object, you can see now that it's got a red stroke, or what they call, some people call a border. So if you look at that with the preview mode, <coughs> I now have a box, a rectangle with a red border or a red stroke. Now we'll come back and talk about strokes here in a bit. If I want to have <coughs> that color stroke and then I want another color inside the box, I need to bring that box to the front and say select this green or let's select this gray. I don't have the object selected so now I need to select the object with the selection tool, the black cursor and then hit the gray color. So now I have a rectangle that has a gray fill and a red stroke. If I decide I want to switch those, instead of manually going through, I can hit this little elbow arrow here, select the object, hit the elbow, and it reverses that color scheme. So now, let me zoom in, We're using the magnifying glass, <coughs> you can see I have a gray stroke and a red fill color. So that's how you would apply colors and strokes to a rectangle object. Say, for instance, I wanted that stroke 
to be bigger than what it is, I can apply or change the properties of the stroke by selecting the stroke palette. So if I open that up, I have here the weight of the stroke. Currently it's set at one point. So I could bing that up and make it bigger to five points. I can change the cap quality so instead of that end, <coughs> this really only works for line segments or line tools or, or, or rules. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. If I want instead of a square corner, a miter join, I could change that to round and you can see the roundness of that changed or I can make it bevel where it's beveled. that's how to change the joins. I can also adjust the alignment of that stroke. Currently it's set to align stroke to the center of that frame. I could put it on the outside. I'm sorry, that's the inside. So now the stroke is on the inside of the rectangle frame. This one will set it to the outside of it. I can change the type of stroke and I have all kinds of choices. I could have a thick double line. I could have dotted lines. I could have dashed lines, so I can change the quality of that stroke. These endpoints have to do with rules, so let's talk about that now that we have colors and strokes. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and zoom back out. We'll leave that box the way it is. Now let's use the line segment tool to draw a rule, and what we'll do is we'll put rules in between these uh, of these items that we have here say for instance in a catalog so what we could do is take the line segment tool or the line tool and draw a line in between these objects so I could draw like this if I just free draw it <coughs> it's gonna bend if I hold shift it keeps it at 45 or 90 degree angles so let's draw a rule in between there now the thing about rules is it draws rules the characteristic of these rules as you can see if we zoom in it uses the stroke color the line the line tool doesn't have a fill so what we'll do is if we want to change that color we can go back well, I guess it actually is saying it has a value but it's really a stroke is the color so say instead of a black stroke we want to change that to a, a red we want to change it to black now we have a black line in between our items And if I wanted to change the dimensions of that stroke, make it be a heavier stroke, I would just blow that up. And if I wanted to duplicate, we can use the old option trick and line that up. <coughs> now that could just create some interest in between. So we can clearly signal to our readers that there's a difference between these objects. That's how to use the line tool and apply color. Let's use the color, uh, use swatches to change the color of type. So now type has fill and stroke as well. So for instance, I want to change the color of the stroke, and now when you have type selected, you'll see that this icon now has a T and a T. So let's go ahead and look at the swatches palette to take a closer look. Let me zoom in <clears throat> so I can show you. This now is the fill of the type, and this is the stroke of the type. So right now, the fill of that type is black. Let me get out of this accessibility mode. If I wanted to change the color of that to say red, I could just select red, and you see now the fill of that, t of that type is now red. 
<coughs> so I can do the same. I can have that be green. I'd say that one would be blue. If I wanted to add a stroke to that, I would just simply click on the stroke of the type and bring it to the front and then select a color. Now I have an outline or a stroke of the type. Now this is kind of a kooky technique. It doesn't always look very good, but you can see that we apply strokes and fills to type as well. We can also manipulate using the stroke the qualities of that. So I can make it smaller. Instead of one point, I can make it 0.5. And you see it has a smaller stroke. I can change the, the alignment. So instead of on the outside, I can make it aligned to the center. I can change the characteristics of the miter as well. So I can make it L, make it rounded or beveled, <coughs> depending on what I want. But while I've got the stroke open, let's go back to our line segments that we drew, and let's talk about the start and finish. So here. I can change the start to say be a square and then I can make the end be a, an arrowhead. Oop, I gotta have it selected first. So I can make interesting lines like this or I could have two squares and I can just kind of make different designs <coughs> for those line tools. Now what we want to do is say, for instance, we want to create our own colors. Now this is a little bit beyond the scope of this tutorial, but I'm going to just introduce you to the color palette. So what we can do is with the color palette is that we can create our own colors. And to do this, what we want to do is we can go into and select CMYK, or we could select CR, uh, RGB. Uh, and you need to ask your instructor about the difference between CMYK and RGB. Just quickly, CMYK is for print environments and RGB is for uh, internet or TV environments. So what we can do is we can create our own color. So say I can just grab a color out of there or I could actually use the slider bars and create my own color or I could find out what the CMYK values or RGB values for a particular color that I want to use. <coughs> and make those colors match. Another thing about color is that I can actually adopt using the eyedropper tool a color from an image. Now there will be a, quite of an, an issue here because this is an RGB color mode so InDesign may spit out a little note to me. So if I take that color you see now it sampled that color, that brownish color out of that image to use as a headline. So I can do the same thing here. So now it's applied that color to that fill. If I don't want the strokes or I don't want to fill, I simply hit this diver down and mark it out. So that's how to use some colors. Once you have a color that you like, say I really like this kind of uh, purplish color, what I can do is select CMYK, Oop, let me bring that to the front, load that in there. It gives me these CMYK values. Say I'm really committed to this. I want to use it over and over again. So now what I can do is take this and I can say add to swatches. So now in the swatch palette, it's created that purple color for me. So if I wanted to add that purple quickly to everywhere else, instead of having to manually slide all that around, 
I can just select the headline that I want and change that color. To edit the value of that, I could just double click that value and get in here and manipulate that as I want to and I can even give it a name instead of naming with color value I can deselect that X and call it my purple and that's what we can do to using colors and the color swatches in the line segment tool to apply strokes and fills and manipulate the colors of fills and strokes Another thing I want to kind of wrap this up with is that uh, once I kind of get this organized the way I want, I can group these objects by holding shift and selecting all three of those and then go to object group and then it puts all three of those objects in one piece so I can kind of move them around as I need them collectively instead of having to move three individual pieces around at a time. I can move one big styled or grouped organized layout cluster of things at one easy fell swoop. So that's how to do that. For, let me do another thing real quick. I'm going to delete this and we'll just work with that one grouped object. I'll show you some more quick little techniques. Again, we have already talked about the option technique. Say I have all these scattered around and I want to all align them exactly to the right instead of trying to line them up what I can do is take these tools here and you'll see it says align top edges align vertical edges is I can go ahead and put align right edges and it automatically aligns all those right edges for me so that's using the align tools to quickly align an object I can do the exact same thing for the left I could center them all but you can play around with those tools as you need them. Another thing that you want to keep in mind is arranging objects order. So for instance, I created this object first and then made these duplications after them. So what actually happens is that this object, the second object is on top of this first one. So if I was trying to reach through there and grab that object, I wouldn't be able to do that. If I wanted to move this object behind this one, in fact, let me draw some colored boxes to demonstrate this better. So I draw a box, and that one's going to be blue. Let me change the spill. And now let's draw another box and have it be red. Let's change the, to the fill. So since I drew that red rectangle second, it's on top of the blue one. If I wanted to change the order of which those stack on top of each other, I can just go to Object, Arrange, and send backward, makes it move one level down. And then if I wanted to do this one, Object, Arrange, Send to Back, takes it all the way to the back. And what that means, if I draw another box, Send Back versus Send Backward, is the send back works at one level at a time while the send to the back just, just drops it all the way to the bottom of the stack. So for instance, if I want to bring this blue box all the way to the front, I could either go arrange, bring to front one level, which that'll bring, sorry, bring to front, which brings it all the way to the front. Let me command Z that. Or I could go object, arrange, bring forward, which moves it one level at a time. So same thing again, object arrange, bring to front, brings it all the way to the front. 
bring forward or bring back moves at one level of time. So that's working with color, strokes and fills with type and for objects, the line segment tool, applying stroke characteristics and using the arrange. In the next tutorial we're going to talk about saving your documents and file management and we'll also talk about the, your links palette so when you're working with images.